You are valuable. You do have purpose. You are not what they said you were. Prosperity will find you. You are successful. You are beautiful. Your past does not define you. The moment you decide to look outside of yourself for value is the moment you give your rights away to be authentically you. Your value is not in what your mother thinks of you, what your father thinks of you, what your family and friends think of you. Your value is what you think of yourself. That is the secret to authentically loving and being you. Welcome to Soul Food with Sadie. It's time to feed your soul, uplifting others through inspiration, motivation, and edifying the soul so we can be the best version of ourselves. Here's your host, Sadie Evans. Hello, everyone. Hello, everyone. Thank you all for tuning in to Soul Food with Sadie. We are back and we have another testimonial. We have more gems for you guys so that you can be able to release yourself from limited beliefs and grow into the very best version of yourself. Guys, I am so excited about the guest that I have today. His name is Robert Repo. He is an international bestselling author, an app designer, entrepreneur. His high energy and heartfelt style. Robert draws on his journey from humble beginnings to financial freedom at the early age of 32. Robert's goal is to inspire individuals to tap into their greatness. Robert, how are you doing? Thank you for being a guest on the show. Oh, you know, I'm so happy to be here, Sadie. It's a great way to start my day by being able to you know, hopefully help people in just from my journey. And so to be on your podcast, feeling very blessed this morning. Yes, yes. So can you tell the audience who you are? <laughs> well, you know, after your introduction, I'm like, who's she talking about? Oh, right. That is me. <laughs> I, you know, I am. I have had a very blessed life. With the fact, though, that like everybody, I go through ups and downs. And, you know, from what you've introduced in our chat, I want people to understand real quick that I'm no different. I'm no better than anybody else. I'm just me. I've had great times. I've had really hard times. But it's how we go through those times that really define us is what I believe. And from my journey, you know, I was able to go from not having work, being laid off again and again to all of a sudden starting to deliver pizzas for Domino's Pizza. From delivering pizzas, I was able to become a manager. My wife became my assistant manager. And we did what we were programmed to do, which is work hard, open and close, seven days a week. From there, out of necessity, and I'll explain that in a moment, we became franchisees. And when I say that, it's because we were about to get laid off again because our franchisee was selling his two stores. And we were qualified to be franchisees, but we didn't have any money. <laughs> it's yeah. interesting how it's hard to do a business if you don't have money. But because of our passion and because our willingness to learn, we started learning how do you buy a business if you don't have money? And we made a lot of mistakes. We had a lot of stumbles. We had a lot of failures. But every time we made a mistake, we learned something new. Yes. And all of a sudden, we knew what to say and how to say it, that we were able to not by the store we were working in, we actually got a hundred percent financing for both the stores my franchisee had for sale and we became franchisees. Now it was like, oh, and you'd think, Hey, you've got it made now. And we started making some pretty good money, but our habits, we started spending more money than we were earning. Mm. And by the time we were franchisees for eight years, we were over $150,000 in personal debt and going down quickly. And that's when we kind of were introduced to the life I have today of personal development. We walked into a three-day training, stressed out, not because I don't know if you've experienced financial stress, Sadie, but I, that's one of the biggest stresses I've ever had. And we walked in, we learned why we were in debt, how to manage our money properly. But more importantly, we learned how to take responsibility for our life. 
Yeah. Instead of playing that victim and going, mm. oh, well, they lost my investment or it's because of them I lost money. No, we took responsibility. Yeah. We walked out of that three-day training and took action. That's something you and I will be talking about today because that's out of all my travels around the world, the biggest difference between people who have success and people who don't, successful people take action. Yes. And because we took action, we went from being over $150,000 in debt to retired completely financially free nine months later at the age of 32. And it was like, wow, if this information gave us that result, what would more learning do? And we became avid students, started learning from as many masters as we could, because I'm also a big believer. Don't just learn one way. Don't just learn from one person, learn from as many people as you can. And that's when I found my passion. My passion started off and, and this is kind of a real nugget or what I call clues to success for people. My dream didn't start off that I would travel around the world impacting hundreds of thousands of lives. Mm. My dream started with if I could help one person. Yes. One person do what my wife and I had done, financial stress to financial freedom, it'd make it all worthwhile. And as of today, just like you introduced at the beginning, I've now am an international best-selling author with my first book, Success Left a Clue. I've been blessed to travel around the world several times. I've personally taught over half a million people around the world how to create financial freedom in their life. Uh, I've designed an app based on my book and I'm just, I'm loving life and enjoying being able to help people. And so that's a little idea of who I am. That is so amazing. Like that is so inspirational and motivational. And for individuals listening to this, the thing that you should take out of that is he took action. Life is an action sport. He released himself from that victim mentality that a lot of us hold on to. And he began to take responsibility and take action. That is amazing, Robert. Like that, that whole thing was a gem for individuals to grab and pick from and utilize it in their life. Do you think there were limited beliefs that stood in your way on the journey to this? (laughs) No, not at all. And because this is an audio, I'm nodding my head like crazy. Oh my goodness. Tons of limiting beliefs. Um, One of my biggest ones is that I still go through today self-doubt. Who am I? Why would people want to listen to me? And so that's one I'm still working on on a day-to-day basis. Uh, and I'll tell you, because probably your one of your next questions is how do I get through that? Um, I have the most amazing people in my life. Yes. I mean, I surround yourself not with growth or sorry, not with um, don't surround yourself with like-minded people. Surround yourself with growth-minded people. Hmm. And the difference is a like-minded person. If you're in a group of people that are complainers, you're going to be a complainer because you're all like-minded. Growth-minded person are the people that will pick you up when you stumble. Mm-hmm. They'll be your greatest cheerleaders when you're doing well. But more importantly, they will be the ones willing to have those tough conversations with you when needed. And probably the greatest example of that in my life is my wife. Yeah. You know, again, very blessed. We met when we were 13. We started dating when we were 16. We got married when we were 19. And we just celebrated our 32nd wedding anniversary a couple months ago. Oh, my and that's <laughs> Thank you. And I'll tell you, I wouldn't be doing what I do today if it wasn't for her. Because left to my own devices, I would succumb to the self-doubt and I'd be in a job today, miserable, but comfortable in that job. But she's not willing to let me play smaller than I am. It's a gift she gives me and it's a gift I now give her as well. So find those people in your life that are willing, like quit trying to do it on your own. Find the people in your life that are willing to hold you to that higher level and have those conversations when needed to help you get through the crap that's going on in your head that holds you back. If that makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. A lot of times we try to be the one man army, Miss Independent, Mr. Independent. I don't need nobody. But we realize year after year, we're always in the same place. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Whatever you do in life, you need a team. Yeah. And, and people think, but if I ask for help, I'm weak and weakness is bad. And, and I, I can't be vulnerable like that. Again, from my travels around the world, vulnerability I have discovered is strength mm. because if you're not willing, look at the top CEOs, look at the top companies, look at the um, most well-known people in this world. You know, as an example, one of the reasons 
uh, and I'm holding up my book, Success Left a Clue, and your audience will know later that the forward is by the amazing Les Brown, mm. a great friend of mine now who I started off as a mentee to him, mm-hmm. but because of his willingness to say, hey, you know, we, we shared a stage together. He was at an event I was training and he came in as a guest speaker and we sat down and had dinner and I'm like, Mr. Brown, Les, you are amazing. I've followed you for years. I love what you do. And he basically had the willingness to ask me for some input on his sales. Mm-hmm. He's like, how, how do you do your sales from the stage? Because as an example, to, to give a background on that, Sadie, um, in the 18 and a half years I've traveled around the world doing trainings, I've actually done over $100 million in sales from the stage. Even though I have self-doubt, like, really? How? <laughs> and so in a dinner conversation, I taught him because he asked. I taught him how to do sales from the stage more powerfully. He comes back into the room. He goes back on stage to say goodbye to my students. And he says, I want, I want all of you to understand something. Robert is now one of my mentors because in the last 22 years at this point, he's in last or in the last 20 years, I've made $22 million. He said, with what Robert just taught me in the last 45 minutes, I'll make another 22 million in the next two years. Mm -hmm. He's my mentor. And we became friends because even though the amazing Les Brown, world known, probably the greatest motivational speaker in the world, was willing to ask for help. See, that's what I want people to really understand. Quit trying to do it on your own. As you said, be the, you know, what'd you say? The uh, Miss, (laughs) Miss Independent or Mr. Independent. That's right. We're taught to be strong and, and think for ourselves and all that, which is great, but be willing to know that you don't know everything and you can't. And if you're willing to ask for help, you'll be amazed, yes. amazed at the people that will show up in your life to say, let's do this. Yes. It's awesome that you use Les Brown example, because even someone that has a high platform still made himself vulnerable to even come to you and ask for help. He didn't look at you as, oh, you don't know more than me. He saw that you let that victim mentality go and you began to take action and you produce results. So he was at a place of vulnerability and said, I want to know how to produce these results. So I have to humble myself. Although I have this platform, although I have the world follow me, I have to humble myself and ask someone for help. And yep. he produced results. That, that's- uh, yeah. Because he's, he's, he's like me. He will always be a continuous learner. Yes. I may be on stages all over the world, but I'm in the audience as much as I can as yes. well. Because the moment I quit learning, I'm done. Yes. I'm done. <laughs> I believe that. I, I truly believe that I am. I am a compulsive learner and um, I'm learning so much from you. Like just opening my mindset when you stated People ain't going to want to listen to me. I thought that so many times and I just wanted to give up on the podcast because it wasn't as perfect as someone else's. But I said, I'm going to push through anyway. And I'm going (laughs) to ask for help when I need to ask for help. And I'm not afraid to invest in myself. A lot of times people are afraid. And I was, I was that person. I like to use myself as an example. I was afraid to invest in myself. I used to say, well, I don't have it. Now my mindset has shifted to how can I produce something to get it so that I can invest in better in who I am. And, and that's it. And look, I love the sign behind you that says mindset is the key. Yes. You know, I know your audience can't see it because this is audio, but you actually, because you are looking for guidance, you've got one of the greatest things right there. You put it on the wall, on a board. God is the foundation. Mindset is the key. So that daily, hourly, you're seeing that reminder that's powerful beyond belief right there. And here's a key and a cl- another clue for your audience. I would rather someone have sloppy success, meaning they got started, they jumped in, they just made, made mistakes, but they got going hmm. versus having perfect mediocrity. Hmm. And that's a big difference right there. So my foundation, my goal is I'm going for sloppy success in everything. Because if I'm waiting to get started for it to be perfect, it's never going to happen. And if it does, I'll then find reasons why, oh my God, that was terrible. Why did I, I, she, I should have waited longer. I should have prepared more. Sound familiar, anybody? (laughs) 
Look, when I started becoming a podcast, I decided I'm going to become a podcast guest because I wanted, you know, my new book is called The Authority Key. How do you become an authority? Mm -hmm. And so I'm like, I'm going to live what I'm teaching. So in the last four months, for three and a half months, I've been the number one guest on Podmatch for three and a half months straight, the number one guest. 132 interviews have been recorded. So I dove in to do it. Now, when I began, I didn't have the nice quality sounding microphone I have right now. Mm -hmm. I didn't have all the great lighting. It was just, I got started. If they needed that, I pushed it back for the interview to be later because some podcasts are saying, I want great sound. I want great lighting. So I will respect that. And I would push back the interview till I knew when I would get my setup in place. But the other ones that are like, I just want to get you onto my audience. I'm like, let's do it. And so I, you know, and it's funny because you talk about the, and here's, and I'm going to go into people's minds right now, because I love something that you said, Sadie, you only can come from your life. See, that's exactly it. People who try to say they know everything as if they're the experts, but the people that are willing to say, here's what I've experienced, here's been my ups, but more importantly, here's been my downs. It's like, that's where the greatest lessons come from because you're willing to own it. And so here I am, I'm about 90 interviews in. I've got 75 star ratings and reviews, five star ratings and reviews. So all this success examples and, and evidence. And also I check in to my messages the one day, and there's this one message to someone I had sent to say, Hey, I'd love to be on your podcast and add value. And their message was something to the sense of, I listened to one of your episodes. It sounds terrible. Why would I want, and you couldn't get to the point. Why would I want to listen to you and interview you? Wow. And what kicked in instantly out of all those great reviews and that, I went to that self-doubt, low self-esteem, mm-hmm. and I, it hit me. And it, it took me, a, because I'm always self-aware and I'm learning and I'm working on myself, it took a little bit of time, but I caught it and all of a sudden went, wow, mm-hmm. interesting notice. One per, and, it, and it, here's what people to really understand. That comment re, um, from that person had nothing to do with me. Mm-hmm. See, if you read the book, The Four Agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz. Yeah, I'm glad you're writing that down. Amazing book. One of the agreements is don't take things personally because nothing anybody ever says to you has anything to do with you. Mm. It is a reflection of what's going on inside of them. Even and especially when it seems so personal. So I had to ask myself, why did I take this so personally? Why did this hit me so much? And I identified that I went back into that self-doubt and I went, you know what? Understanding that it had nothing to do with me. And when I finally, you know, let my mind get to that point, I started to feel compassion for the person because it was like, what space must they be in to have written something like that? Mm-hmm. And so I felt compassion. I felt, you know, and I just sent good vibrations and energies their way. And I went back and I wrote, thank you for your reply and um, responding back to me. And I just kept it positive because if I'd internalized it and taken it on, then it takes me down and keeps me from moving forward. Yes. So possibly made you quit your podcast. Right. You're giving out some gems. Look, we ain't even halfway through the interview (laughs) and y'all should be so filled up right now because Robert has truly, truly been a blessing thus far on the podcast. Do you feel like any of those beliefs would hinder you one day if you did not step away from them? And can you give us an example of how any of them did hinder you? Oh, yeah. Again, so many to choose from. (laughs) (laughs) And and this is where it again comes back to. So um, I'll, I'll use one example. When I started training, I started living my passion. And for four and a half years, I did, I started training about 2002. And in 2004, I did my very first training where it was me for the whole three days. I didn't have um, my mentor training with me. I had 1200 students. I was in Los Angeles for three intensive days where I'm on stage up to 12 hours a day. Those are the kind of trainings I do full immersion. And the moment I broke the mold and showed that it could be done, someone other than my mentor could teach his trainings. For the next four and a half years, I was doing 40 to 50 trainings a year 
all over North America, and then starting to open across into Asia. And I was so busy overliving my passion, and I'll get back to that, that I was only at home on average two days a month. And I got burnt out. I got burnt out because I was overliving my passion. I was doing it because I loved it. I was giving, giving, giving. I forgot to recharge. And because I wasn't taking care of myself, I also herniated a disc in my back. And out of necessity, I ended up taking, I decided I'm going to take a year off. But because not knowing I'd herniated my back at the time and because how how burnt out I was, I ended up taking three and a half years off. Wow. Now, thank goodness money was not, you know, I had taken care of money a long time ago because even going through two back surgeries and being laid up in bed for weeks and months, the one set, uh, thought in my mind wasn't, how are we going to pay the bills? Yeah. You know, I was, thank goodness. But I'll tell you, I'm now coming, getting ready to come out of retirement. I've been asked to come back out of retirement. I was like, absolutely, yes. I'm ready to share my gift again. But all of a sudden in the back of my head, what if you've lost it? Mm. What if you don't know how to train anymore? And my wife, going back to the people in your life that you know, really surround yourself, she noticed something going on. And she's like, what's going on? And I'm like, nothing. <laughs> and of course, you know, that's not going to work. Yeah. She's like, bull, what's going on? And I'm like, what if I don't have it anymore? Wow. She's like, pardon me. I'm like, what if I don't know how to train? And what she said to me, Sadie, she goes, are you done with that? I'm like, what do you mean? Am I done with that? What if it's been three years? I haven't trained. She goes, are you done with that crap? Yes. My wife is very forward, very blunt. She said, look, when you step on that stage, it's going to be like you haven't even left. I'm like, Roxanne, it's been three years since I've been on stage. And she goes, stop. Believe me and trust me. The moment you step on that stage, you're going to feel like you hadn't left. Mm -hmm. And of course, she was right. <laughs> that gave me goosebumps because just having someone there are you done? Like, are you done entertaining that thought? That's going to take you nowhere but to a dead end. Yeah. Like, that, that's, see, it gave me the goosebumps. Sometimes, and seeing you just transferred them to me, I'm all <laughs> lit up now. <laughs> yeah. See, there's sometimes we're so deep into a negative thought, we don't even realize it. We can't even see it. That's where that outer perspective comes so valuable. Mm -hmm. And that's why it's important to be willing to surround yourself with those people. Yes. Wow. That, that is amazing. Are you done? Someone listening to this, you're trying to get past this place of being stuck and you're doing all these physical things, not realizing that the root is your mindset. Robert's wife said, are you done? <laughs> are you done entertaining that thought? Are you done feeling sorry for yourself? Are you done being the victim? Are you ready to be victorious? Are you ready to take responsibility and produce results and take action? Life is an action sport. We have to do that. Can you please tell us what mindset transformation means to you? Well, before we do that, can I have a little fun with you, Sadie? Yes. Are you willing to play and have yes. some fun? See, before we started the recording, you asked me to give you feedback. Yes, I did. And I would love to give that to you right now. Okay. And my question is those same words. Are you done doubting yourself? I am. I, I am. I am. Someday I'm listening. I'm listening to your interview style, your energy. I'm watching your presence. And to me, I'm wondering, why do you even doubt that you're a great podcast host? Oh, wow. Why is that doubt even there? See, that's you and I are connected, obviously, for a reason. Yes. Because I see what goes on in my head. I'm seeing it in you. Wow. And I want you to understand that your energy, your style, the way you get to the point, I love how you're here of service for your audience. So are you done? That is so good. I'm going <laughs> to ponder on that. I'm a writer. I love to write. I'm going to ponder on that. Uh, I'm going to just write, are you done? And I'm going to put every negative belief, every limited belief there. And I'm going to put something positive. And I want you guys to do that as well. Yes, I am done. Like <laughs> I got the goosebumps again because like this connection was just, I feel like it was God. I'm, I'm a believer of God. I feel like it was God. And I'm so thankful um, that you are going to be my mentor. <laughs> so I'm thankful for, th for that. 
So what does mindset transformation mean to you? It, to me, it's a constant journey. It's being able to identify, you know, there's no good or bad or right or wrong. Mm -hmm. There's supportive and there's unsupportive. And we've been conditioned all, you know, from young children to always kind of look at what's wrong in life, what's unsupporting. And because we put our focus on that, that's what we get more of. So to me, transformation is having that self-awareness to catch your thoughts. Um, one of my mentors, amazing gentleman by name of John Kehoe, and his first book, Mindset into the 21st, um, Mind Power into the 21st Century, Mind Power in 21st Century. One of his tricks that he teaches is that anytime you actually identify and all of a sudden you notice that there's a non-supportive belief going on in your head, you actually get dramatic and it'll be like, aha, caught you, saw that, nice try. And then do what you said when you're writing adjust it and put down something supportive, switch it into something supportive. So that's what transformation is to me. It's not going to be an instant. Oh, I got it. I'm perfect at it. It's look, I've been training for over for 20 years now around the world. Yeah. And I still work on my own mindset. Wow. That, that is so good. Like the book is called mind power into the 21st century. I remember when I was in college, my professor was saying, when we have those thoughts, he always did a saucer. And he said, you take that thought and you throw it up there like it's a saucer. And when you come, when it comes back, it needs to be something positive. So even I literally do the motion on some nice. days because it really helps me because I'm a visual person all over in my office. I have quotes, I have all manifestation board, declaration board all of that stuff to kind of get it deep down inside of me. So I want to ask you, at what point did you realize that your mindset was hindering you from being the Robert that I'm talking to right now? <laughs> it was, I'll tell you, it was in June of 2001 when my wife and I stepped into that three-day training. It was a training that someone had given us free tickets that were worth $39 each to a three-hour training. Mm -hmm. And the only reason we showed up at the three-hour training was because thank goodness I couldn't waste the value of $39 per ticket. Yeah. And from there, at the end of the evening, we signed up, we paid $600 and you were talking about investing in yourself. Yeah. We ran to the back and paid $600 to go to this three day weekend. And that was, um, so March of 2001 is when we went to the evening, June of 2001 is when the three day weekend was. And the only reason we showed up at the three day weekend was to get our money back. Because we'd gone through buyer's remorse. We can't afford this. We're $150,000 in debt. What the heck are we doing spending this kind of money? And I was ready for a fight, Sadie. I was ready to walk in for them to tell me you can't have your money back. Mm -hmm. And the woman that, you know, the girl at registration, the poor girl, because I come in and I've got energy. I'm like, look, I'm here. I'm registered, but I can't attend this weekend. And my wife and I, we want a refund. And the girl's list, like deer in the headlight look like, um, um, <laughs> give me a moment. I'll be right back. And she went and got this most amazing lady, Shelly, one of the nicest women in the world. Shelly knew what was going on in our heads. Yeah. And instead of fighting me, she said, look, there's nothing I can do right now, but why don't you come in until lunch? By lunch, I'll have answers for you. Yeah. My wife hadn't even come in out of the vehicle. She was what she's like, you go get our money. You come back. <laughs> yes. So I, I went back out to the vehicle. I'm like, look, here's what's going on. They can't get us her money right now, but we come until lunch and she's like, fine. And so we both went in, we sat at the back of the room, arms crossed, like, Oh, right yeah. now by lunch, do you think we still have that energy? No, we're now high-fiving. We're into the energy. We're just blown away is now we're reminded why we were there, but true to her word, Shelly comes finds us at lunch. There's 700 people in the audience. She's like, Oh, there you are. Let's talk about your refund. And we're like, are you kidding? Get away from us. We don't want a refund. We're having too much fun. Yes. <laughs> In that moment mm -hmm. is when I knew that there was something better and bigger for us. And that was the whole real juxtaposition, the whole launching to being where I am today. Yes. Yes. When you go into something feeling defeated, you get defeated results. Shelly knew that if she let y'all in there until lunch, that things was going to shift. Why do you feel like our mindset is so important when we face obstacles in life? Because you always have a choice. 
you can always say, go victim mode. Mm-hmm. Why me? Or you can ask the question, why me? And even just the energy of the way you do it can make that decision. And that comes from mindset. So if you get caught up in your mindset where it, again, is negative, negative, non-supportive, non-supportive, non-supportive all the way through, you're going to attract more of that. But if you work on it to say, okay, you know, I'll, I'll, um, how to explain it? March 10th, 2020, another turning point in my life. I landed back in Canada from doing a three-day training in India because mm-hmm. BC, before COVID, <laughs> I used to fly on average 200,000 miles a year around the world doing trainings. Wow. So March 10th, I land back in Canada. March 11th, my world changes because I'm now put into isolation. I've been in another country. This thing called COVID comes along. And all of a sudden, all my live events around the world get canceled. Mm. And literally in an instant, in a, within a couple of weeks, hundreds of thousands of dollars in revenue gone. And I'll be, I'll be very upfront. For the first couple of weeks, I went into victim mode because we didn't know what this was. And my mind, your mind is so powerful. I actually made myself sick. Mm-hmm. wondering if I had this virus, wondering what it was. My wife who refused to isolate me because she's going to take care of me, she got sick as well. There's times in the day where we couldn't even wake up for more than half an hour to an hour at a time because we were so wiped out trying to figure out, do we have it? Don't we have it? After a couple of weeks, when we finally got the test, and of course, a week later, it came back negative, but our mind had said, ah, we don't know. All of a sudden, we started switching that mindset around because we realized what we were doing. And we asked two very powerful words. And if your audience is taking notes, I want them to write these words down. And the words are what's next. Mm -hmm. Because that is something that changes your life. And so this is why mindset is so important because the moment we caught it, everything, every moment in every situation, you have a choice. You can go victim or you can say what's next or how do I get through this? Or, okay, this has happened. What do we do? Like, you've got to make that decision. But the moment you go into victim role, you're going to disempower yourself. Yes. And the moment we said what's next, all of a sudden we started creating Mm -hmm. because those two words put you into creative mode, curiosity mode. And I'm, I'm blessed that I live on a beautiful acreage that my wife and I bought three years ago with the intention of one day building our own training center. So instead of me traveling 200,000 miles a year around the world, my students could come see me. And that was going to be done five, six, seven years down the road. But when we said, what's next, we started having the discussion. Well, you're home. You're not going anywhere. Why don't we build the training center now? Of course, then the mind goes into, uh, yeah, but all this revenue has gone. How long is this thing going to last? What if we don't have revenue? But then we, um, said two other powerful words, all in. See, most people go into lack mentality. And because they go into lack mentality, that's what they're going to get. But Mm. we chose to go all in, even though there was uncertainty, where's the revenue going to come from? All of that, we went all in. And so on December 12th, we broke ground on our 1,500 square foot training center with a 900 square foot um, uh, support building Off the back of our house, about four weeks ago, three and a half weeks ago, I finally got to move in. I'm now in my office. And because you can see me on camera, on the other side of that wall is my training center that we're now going to turn into a Zoom super room because we we, here in Canada, we just went into our fourth wave of lockdowns. So I'm not going to be able to have live students here for a while. So I'm going to set up a mini setup where like nine, 10 monitors so I can see 350, 400 students because I'm now doing all my trainings virtually and I want them to be experiential. So I'm going to take, and I'm going to keep asking what's next. Yes. Wow. It sounds like you, when the world opens all the way back up, you going to hit the ground running. What's (laughs) next guys? Like not why me, but what's next. That is something that I did in my life. Um, A little self-disclosure about me. I left a very toxic relationship where I was physically abused um to the point I was unrecognizable and I wanted to have this victim mentality when I tell you it was just so comfortable to stay there 
It was like, I just wanted to tell everybody the sob story so they could feel sorry for myself. But me being a person of self-development and a person of growth and me having purpose, it just clicked in me like, what's next? Mm -hmm. So then I I started writing. I said, I'm a writer. I love to write. I wrote things down. And as I'm writing, strategies is coming to me to be able to create stuff. So that's where my first book, The Cries from a Gracefully Broken Woman, was birthed out of that. And there I was, I was healing from my childhood. I was able to see all this stuff I went through in my childhood had led me into this toxic, I want to say dysfunctional love, which we know love is not dysfunctional. But in my mind, I thought that because of my childhood was so dysfunctional. And at the same time, I'm being told that I love you. So now I'm thinking Mm -hmm. that love is dysfunctional. So I was left to heal from my childhood with my first book. And then my second and third book was learning to love thyself. It's a journal and a devotional. But if I would have never said what's next, and if I would have never said I'm all in, those books wouldn't even be a thing. That's right. Because I shifted my mindset from that lack mentality, I'm able to be here now interviewing such a powerful piece, you know, such a powerful man. (laughs) And I'm thankful for that. Can you give me three ways, practical ways that you shifted your mindset to achieve success? Somebody's listening to this and they're like, oh, I want to get there. But what can I do? What steps did you take? Yeah. You know, look, for one. Something you were just talking about, Sadie, that I'm all lit up right now, not just on my arms, my whole body has got goosebumps right now, because here's what I want people to understand. Tip number one, everything you've gone through is exactly what you're meant to go through to be who you are today. See, the great gifts that you're giving, Sadie, had you not gone through what you did, you wouldn't be able to impact people the way you are. So um, that's one. Two, I believe the greatest gift anybody can give to this world is to be themselves. Yes. Authenticity. Authenticity. Be you. Because <clears throat> when you're authentic, either people are going to like you or they're not. And if people like you, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. If people don't like you, that's awesome. Because how much time do we waste and energy do we waste trying to please people? And this comes from a world-class people pleaser. Mm. When I was growing up, youngest of four, my way of getting attention, I thought I had to please you. And I became like that lost little puppy. Please, 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 like me. <laughs> oh, please, 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 please. And the more I tried to please someone, the more I pissed them off. They'd be like, get away from me, you freak. Yeah. Right, which didn't, did not support the self-esteem. And so when I thought I had to be that people pleaser, I wasn't living an authentic life. Mm. So that would be my second thing, the mindset shift that really made a difference. And the third goes back to again, be willing to be vulnerable. Quit trying to do it on your own. Mm. There are people ready and, you know, but Robert, I've tried to ask for help, but you're looking and, and yeah, I I love music. Do you like music, Sadie? I love it. I love See, and I love all genres of music. And I, I, one of my songs that I go back to again and again from Garth Brooks, Mm-hmm. Some of God's greatest gifts are unanswered prayers. Yes. <laughs> we think we want something a certain way. And if it doesn't happen that way, then we get upset. Mm-hmm. But if you're actually open to the blessings and the gifts that are coming your way all the time and receiving them the way that God sent them to you, mm-hmm. you may just be amazed because some of my greatest victories came from things happening totally different than I expected them to. Yeah. Yes, that is so true. Because it's really not our will, is is God's will. Like you said, you started a franchise. Did you even see? Was this an expectation? Did you even see this for yourself? No, it, it was necessity. Because you know, by by 21, being laid off from three different jobs, I started to believe it was me. It was like every time I get hired onto a big company, they end up closing and I get laid off. And so all of a sudden, when our franchisee came to us and said, by the way, I'm getting out of Domino's Pizza. I'm selling to two stores. I went into panic mode because my wife and I had been around long enough to see that when a store got sold, the managers were laid off because the new owners wanted to bring in their own management team. Mm-hmm. And so I went into panic mode. We've got to get a hold of other franchisees. We've got to find which store we can manage next. And my wife's looking at me going, why would we do that? 
Mm. Why don't we just buy the store? And I looked at her. I'm like, because we don't have any money. That's why we don't buy the store. But she wasn't willing. See, I was raised to be an in the box thinker. Here's the box. Don't question the box. Don't try to go outside the box because this is all that you can do. You're born into a poor family. You're born on the wrong side of the tracks. This is as much as your life is going to be. So just live with it. Accept it. Even if you hate the job, you do it to support your family. My wife, she was raised to be like, what box? (laughs) And so that's right. And so she was basically saying, there's got to be a way to do it. Mm-hmm. And that's where, you know, but people are afraid of failure. And, and here's the way I look at it today. Failure is not failure. It's feedback because some of the greatest lessons you get in life come from what did not work. So my goal, and this may sound strange to your audience, but here's my yearly goal. I want to fail three times faster than I did the year before. Mm. Because that means I'm taking action. That means I'm learning what's not working very quickly so I can make adjustments so I can figure out what does work. And that's one of the reasons I have the life I have today. When people ask me, they say, Robert, how do I do what you do? How do I transform lives? I say then be willing to do what I've done and be willing to do what I do. It's the ugly truth of behind the scenes, boring stuff that I do So that when I'm on stage, when I'm in front of an audience, they're going, wow, how are you so amazing? Most people, though, aren't willing to put the work in behind the scenes. They just want the glory in front of the camera or in front of the audience. So if you want to really shine in life, then be willing to do the ugly, non-sexy, boring crap that needs to be done behind the scenes. Practice, practice, practice. Living, being the person you want to be. That is so good. You guys, I really hope you guys are taking notes because your cup should be overflowing at this point. Robert said, everything you're going through is meant to happen in your life. Stop looking at it as um, a trial or tribulation that's here to hinder you. It's meant to push you into your purpose. It's a process to get you to your purpose. He also stated that be yourself. When you search outside of yourself for validation, you give your power away to authentically be you. Be true to who you are. Also, you guys, get help. Stop being afraid to be vulnerable. It's okay to want to be independent, but nobody, if you look at the greatest people, they have a team with them. Another gem that he said was, fail three times faster than a year before. And to anyone that that sounds odd to, The reason why he said fail three times faster than a year before, because he does not look at failure as something that's meant to stop you. Failure is merely feedback. So it's merely a reason and a way to learn. That was so good. Like, (laughs) I'm just taking notes. I'm just so excited. You just put fire under my feet. And I know that the listeners are going to have fire under their feet as well. Someone is listening to this, and I believe that they might be at a standstill in their life due to limited beliefs. What would you say to encourage them to press forward? First of all, just take a deep breath in. Come back to present and take one step. Ask yourself the question, what's one step I could take right now? One of the reasons people get overwhelmed, Sadie, is because they're a thousand steps ahead of themselves, Mm -hmm. trying to figure out, going through the million what-if scenarios. Well, what if this happens? What if that happens? What if they say no? What if I don't get the job? What if I don't get the raise? What if it fails? What if, and they drive themselves crazy and it's easy to get overwhelmed. But when you take a deep breath in and and all your listeners and Sadie, let's go ahead and do that now. Just take a nice deep breath in and let it out. And just come back to present and ask yourself, what is one step I can do right here, right now? An easy step, keep it easy that I can do to go in the direction I want. Because one of the quotes I love says, one step in the right direction is worth a thousand years of thinking about it. Wow! And it's that analysis paralysis that stops most people. But if you take one step and then you check in with yourself, how am I doing? I'm doing good. You celebrate that, you awesome. Then you take another step. See, step number five in, or um, step number four in my book, Success Left a Clue, is something most people don't do. They forget to celebrate their successes. Mm. 
And so every morning when I wake up, I have my gratitude and success journal. It started off with five, at least five successes from the day before I write down over the years, it's morphed into successes and or gratitudes so that I start my day off going who, and what am I grateful for? What successes did I have yesterday? Because now that sets the energy for the day instead of waking up going, Oh, it's going to be a crappy day. And so that's, you know, that's a great little tool and um, tip for people. It is because again, if you wake up in the morning and you feel defeated, like, oh, I didn't accomplish this yesterday. Oh, I didn't do this. I ran late here. Then that's the energy you pick up for the day. So yep. that is, guys, that's another homework assignment. That book, I see why it's a bestseller because as soon as we get off, I'm getting it. So <laughs> I like to leave a C because I believe that everything starts with a C. And so food with Sadie, I believe that if we can plant seeds to individuals, the things that we talk about will help it to grow. So a seed mm-hmm. is just one word that you will leave with the audience, just one word that they can ponder on for the rest of the week until the next episode. What seed would you leave to the listeners tonight, today? Passion. That's good, passion. It's my favorite word in the whole world, passion. Passion. Wow. Whatever passion may mean to you guys, take out a notebook, write down passion and just begin to jot some things down. Whatever passion means to you guys, what passion looks like to you guys. Robert, I know someone is listening to this and they like, I need to connect. I want to get his book. Where can they find you? Well, you know, Sadie, you've been so gracious to invite me on your podcast what I would actually love to do as a gift from you and I to your audience is I'm writing my second book right now, The Authority Key. And my first book, Success Left a Clue, which is an international best-selling book. If they go to robertreopel.com, just my name, robertreopel.com, they are actually going to be able to download the entire digital version of Success Left a Clue as our gift to them for taking their valuable time to listen I believe that one of our greatest commodities in life is time. And the fact that you've taken your valuable time to interview me and just as important, your audience has taken their valuable time to listen. I want to thank them for that because that allows me to live my passion, which is to train and inspire people. And so if they go to robertreopel.com, they can download the entire book, the digital copy, but it does come with a caveat though. And here's a caveat. I didn't, read, I didn't write this book for people to read it, put it on the shelf and make it shelf help. That's not why I wrote it. I wrote it as a workbook. Step number three is taking action. Yeah. And so all the way through, I have action steps. And I'll actually say in the book, did you take the last action? If not, stop reading right now. Go back and do that action before you read more. Mm. Because people are creatures of habit. And I'm going to promise your audience, if they go download the book, Now, also start reading it within 48 hours. Research has also proven that if you do not, um, if you buy a book or get a book and you don't start reading it within 48 hours of getting it, chances are you never will, again, because we are creatures of habit. So go download the book, start reading it right away and start doing the actions. If you do, I promise it will impact your life. Wow. Well, I want the physical copy. So can I go get it from Robert from the same website? You uh, successleftaclue.com okay. or Amazon. Okay. You can order through Amazon. Absolutely. Okay. And do you have any social media handles that individuals can follow you on? Uh, yeah, my, my assistant tells me, I know I'm on Facebook. I have a fan page. <laughs> so people can find me there. Just put my name in. It'll come up Robert real Pell fan page, but I am on Instagram as well. I am on, um, LinkedIn as well. And so I'll send you the, the links for that. So you can put in the show notes yeah. if you'd like. And, uh, yeah, we, I definitely, I'm on social media and I'd love for people to follow me because I am doing trainings all the time and helping people to really take their life to another level. Yes. Well, Robert, thank you so much for being a guest on Soul Food with Sadie. This was an honor for me. Thank you for the gems that the seeds that you left for the audience. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you again. 
like I'm just honored. I'm just in awe right now because I have so much notes and I can't wait to get the book. You guys get the book. Let's support Robert <laughs> because he got to where he is because he took action. So why not have an example like this? Another great episode in the books. Season two is on fire. Robert just came through and really gave us some gems. What I took from that is failure is only feedback. Failure is something that we can learn from. Can you believe it? All this time we've been getting down on ourselves. We've been feeling depressed and sad when we fail. But if we just look at it as feedback and learn the lesson, we can grow and be better for the next time. He also gave some tips when he said, everything that you go through was meant. Every single thing that you go through was meant for you to go through. No matter how painful it was, it was meant for a reason. He also told you guys to be you. Be authentically you. Stop searching outside of yourself for validation. Be who you are. Don't forget he told you guys to be willing to be vulnerable. Stop trying to do it alone. No one can do it alone. Everyone needs someone. Thank you all for tuning in to Soul Food with Sadie. Take the seeds that are for you and leave the rest for others. And as always, make sure your cup is always so full of goodness that you spill onto others. If you are interested in being a guest on the show for season three, email me at coach at Sadie Mae Evans, coach at Sadie Mae Evans. And as always, thank you, thank you, thank you for tuning in to Soul Food with Sadie. I am thankful for health in my body, peace in my mind, ears to hear and eyes to see. I am thankful for hands to write, legs and feet to stand and wisdom to understand the gems that were given unto me today. I am thankful that I can create a strategy that I can implement into my life. I am thankful I am divinely created for such a time as this. I will be thankful for the small things because the small things are only preparing me for the bigger things that are coming into my life.